Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. November 25th, 2020. Celebrating the chef's apron. Being a CIA knock. Identity theft. And an unexplained obelisk. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a daily show. Or, mostly daily. Except for when it isn't. It is about things, most of which are, awesome. Despite being barely edited and sometimes offensive, it could be the second best podcast ever. Hello. Good day, female gendered person. <laughs> Since I don't know what to call you now, you climb me like a tree every time I try anything. Yeah. I'm so abused. You I are. just want to get that right out of the gate. I want that to be known. It's a tough life being me. It is. It's difficult. I do want to point out. Please do. And those of you who are enjoying this in video format, you can look over our shoulders between our heads or something and see that it is overcast. Yeah. Rainy. Very, dreary. very gray and quite chilly. Yes. For where things have been thus far this year. Yeah. And that I am wearing for the first time. Not for the first time ever, but for the first time recently anyway, a non-idiot sweatshirt. Yes, I'm impressed with this. More on that later. Okay, it looks good. Thank you. Well, today is November 25th. Indeed. Happy National Taiwan on Day. Don't That's mind not, if I do. Not Taiwan. <laughs> Taiwan on, and I know, yes, exactly, you're thinking it's a booze day. And yeah. do we really need, do we really need a holiday for drinking? Aren't all holidays for drinking? Does anybody <laughs> need an encouragement to begin heavily drinking as they head into whatever mayhem it is that their family is getting ready to show up with tomorrow? We're here to give permission for all kinds of things. Well, we are, but this holiday is not about 
excessive drinking. It is actually about celebrating the cooking apron. Hey now. As well as those who wear them. Which includes present company right yeah, here. Both of us. We're both apron people. We've been known to don People apron. of the apron. People of the apron. Yes. Let's start a church. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's already been done, but we'll try. <laughs> now, over the years, aprons have served a multitude of purposes. They have protected hands from hot items, as you would wrap one around oh, your sure. hand to grab a, a skillet or whatnot. Okay, I would not recommend that. I think you should get an oven mitt. Well, but yes. it's a it's a quick if you're it's in a rush. Quick. Okay. And oven mitts haven't always existed. What? I know, I know. It's a little shocking. Okay. But it's true. That's a whole different religion that someone else already started. <laughs> um, aprons have been used by m mothers on children to wipe away tears and or snot. Done that a time or two, yep. They have been used by shy children as a hiding place. They've been used by the wearer as a whip-like deterrent against unwanted kitchen visitors, which could be cats, what? Flies, cookie snatchers, whoever needs to be chased out. Um, Boston Terriers. Boston Terriers, or as I like to call them, Basti Terriers. <laughs> Because they're, yeah. So yeah, you can use your apron to carry eggs or produce in. They can keep you warm on a cooler morning. Also, could be used to fan yourself to cool things down when it gets a little hot in the kitchen. Yes. Sometimes they might even contribute to a greater feeling of confidence while you are working in the kitchen. That's right. It, I guess it's the old fake it till you make it. Look like a chef. Yes. Feel like a chef. Try not to burn yourself. Sure. So if you are a cook, buy yourself a new apron. Do it. You deserve it. If you wish to celebrate another cook in your life, perhaps you could write a thoughtful note and hide it in the pocket Aww. of their apron. That's like the nicest thing ever. And if their apron doesn't have a pocket, they're not a real cook. <laughs> Ours have pockets. Ours have them. pockets. Two pockets. They, they meet and are separated by a seam. So if you were to put both hands in, it'd look like you're double crotch grabbing yourself. It's probably not the most heartwarming of images. But here we are. But it is what it is. Of course, throughout all of this, you are welcome to drink excessively. That's your choice. Because, yes, tie one on. Tie one on. All right. Okay. I'm, a, I'm disturbed and concerned by this first trivial fact from the past. Yeah. It's a, it's a close, it's a scrape. It's a tight spot. I don't like it, but it did happen. In 1960, it was reported that a group of young Englishmen... Can't trust the English. Well, they are from England, remember? Yep. They'll try to rule you. They'll try to tax you with no representation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Nailed it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, there was a group of them, and they were young, and they were planning on dropping homemade bombs into a lake. Mm -hmm. Their end goal being, because it wasn't just any lake. That's right. Their end goal was to force the Loch Ness Monster to the surface so they could capture and study it. That's right. Now, somehow... Stay out of Scotland, yeah. English lads. Number one, yes. Number two, the Scottish Parliament, like, they just, they escalated real yes. quick on this. Yeah. It went beyond just the local police all the way up to Scottish Parliament, they met together and they said, nope, that's not happening. It was DEFCON Scotch. Absolutely. All the way. Yes. 
poor Nessie. She's just trying to live her Loch Ness yeah. life out yeah. there, trying to be an ancient sea creature. Just give people a, a peek every now and again. Yeah, exactly. Raise her, her baby slash babies. Maybe, yes. She mainly raises them to eat them, but can you blame her? <laughs> We've had some experiences with Nico today that I've considered perhaps he'd be a better turkey for Thanksgiving <laughs> oh than what we planned. Okay, yeah. Is that too far? Yeah, a little okay. bit. A little okay, bit. I'll, I'll not edit that. I'll pretend like I will. All right. 1997. Just a few short years after the magical year of 1994, which was my senior graduation. Also, when short year this is actually so we're in november this mm -hmm. is just mere months before you and i got married that's true talk about magic indeed it is it was still is stop judging me <laughs> damn it wrong words yeah um so yeah 1997 a resident of san diego named richard bliss was working as a field technician for qualcomm having previously only ever been outside of the United States to go to Canada or Mexico, which... That's about the extent of my... Well, uh, that's me. I've been out a few other places, but... Well, you got the trip to Lebanon. You yeah. got to dance all through Europe to get there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been anywhere besides Canada or Mexico. Really? So this story might be about me, actually. I don't know. I like to think that your one trip to Canada was with me. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Really? And one of my two trips to Mexico was with you. That's right. So you are 75, no, you are 66.666. That's a, ooh, the old 666 affiliation there. Yeah. You're, you're that much of my international life. Okay. Well, same for Richard Bliss. Yep. So Richard takes his first trip overseas. It's for work. It is a two-month stint into Russia where he is acting as a supplier of communications equipment to differing Russian projects. Now, this was not uncommon at the time. Several Russian firms employed American technicians to modernize antiquated telecommunications especially in the more remote areas of Russia. Interesting. Okay. It's a thing. Um, so then on November 25th, the Russian Federal Security Service, which I believe is the FSB. Well, I was going to say, is that also the KGB? Like that's the sort it's of... The, the reincarnated this version. The sort of yeah. like post-USSR KGB? Yes, yes. Okay. It's the, the name change, don't suspect anything, don't, uh -huh. be, don't be Don't suspicious. be suspicious. Um, they were surveilling Richard. He was one of, I believe, six different people that they were watching very closely. Okay. Um, they tracked him, uh, I believe, through his wireless telephone. And they chose, like I said, they'd chosen him, five others that they're, they're watching closely under the suspicion that they had illegally brought in equipment that should not have been in Russia. Okay. He was ultimately arrested. Charged under Article 276 of the Russian Criminal Code. For those of you who aren't Russian, um, that's espionage related. They oh. claimed that he was using GPS illegally brought into the country to plot the location of Russian military bases. Well, they were not happy about that. Not at all. But you don't, you know, you go to all the trouble to hide a damn thing. You don't want some fancy... U.S. citizen coming over with their highfalutin technology and wrecking your whole plan for world domination. 
plus with their Southern California accent. That's like, right. They just That's right. Not into it. They're not having it. Indeed. So Richard's family, Qualcomm, the company that he worked for, and the U.S. Embassy all adamantly insisted that he and the other detainees, though he was, that's a whole nother thing, but he and the other detainees were innocent, stating that, quote, these are private sector American citizens who have no connection to the U.S. government and are certainly not spies. They are certainly not. Certainly not. Sir, no spies here. And specifically, certainly not affiliated with the CIA. <laughs> Make that super Just clear, everybody. Be clear, yes. <laughs> of course, he's not. He's formally charged with espionage on December 6th. Okay. And Richard admitted to illegally bringing the satellite equipment into the country, uh, but he denied all accusations of espionage. Now, that's weird. That's a weird concession. I think, I think honestly, the better phrasing of that uh -huh. is that he admitted to bringing GPS. Okay stuff into the country. Not that he admitted to illegally doing anything. He just admitted, yeah, I brought GPS. Okay. Um, and this is, this is supported by, Richard was, was granted then in Russia, a defense lawyer, a Russian solicitor. So it was somebody local. Yeah. And their stance, their, their original press related defense was that, hey, Richard was just here doing a job. He couldn't have possibly known that he was violating any laws. Right. He, he, how could he be familiar with Russian law to know he shouldn't have had GPS? Sure, 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 sure. Um, now, facing no small amount of pushback from our own government. Really? Yep, yep. Mr. Bliss was ultimately released on December 24th, allowed to come home. I believe he even made it back to San Diego by Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, he was allowed... A period of stay, but expected then to return to Russia by the 11th to face the face the music, if you the 11th will. 11th of January. Face the Russian production of the Nutcracker Suite. I believe that's how they conduct court cases there. They make you listen to musicals and plays okay. and whatnot. And ballets. Yes. And ballets, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, on January 8th, just a few short days before his required return, the American government announces... Because this has been a big media yes. circus yeah. that Mr. Bliss would not have to return to Russia after all. And as all reporting occurred, every newspaper I can find out there, the statement is that the charges were ultimately dismissed. I love how the government was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do yeah, that. We're, actually. We're, it's too many people are watching. We're not going to send you back. Yeah. Now, a prior version of me, even just maybe a six, eight-month-old, older version of me, not six-month-old. <laughs> six-month-old version of me was a real cynical bastard. I would not, there'd be no question here. But I, I softened over the years, but then I began to harden again, and six to eight months ago, uh, I was at a really soft place, and I would have been, I would have given a really disgusted head shake uh -huh. towards Russia, assuming that Mr. Bliss was nothing more than was advertised, just... A hardworking American. That's right. Yeah. But now, though I'm not condemning him by any means, I'm not so sure. What's happened? What's come into your life to make you question the reported well, facts here? Ultimately, you. Okay. But it was you facilitating this influence through a recommendation 
of the podcast, Wind of Change. Mm -hmm. Now, we have celebrated and touted and recommended this before. It is outstanding. It's one of the best listens of the year for me. It's probably one of the best all-time podcast listens for me, outside, of course, of episodes of the main show, Sorta Awesome, which I just plainly can't get enough of. Uh I thought you were going to say episodes of Sorta Awesome that you were on. No, well... Those are my least favorite because really it's just you that I'm here for. I lay, when you record, I don't know if you know this. Oh no, stop it. I lay in the hallway with my ear pressed (laughs) up against the bottom of the door, just desperately hoping to catch the sound of (laughs) everything. Um, Always clothed. It's not a creepy thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just there because I love you. Definitely not creepy. Yeah. So I listened to this podcast series. And as, as the foundation is being laid in the first episode for this, the host shares some of the structure pertaining to how the CIA operates. Indeed. Very specifically, he offered the label NOC, which stands for non-official cover. Non-official cover. Mm-hmm. A NOC. So these are people who are not government employees. Okay. They could be a private business of their own, but are more often real employees of a real business. Mm -hmm. And so they would go about performing their real job using their own very real skills. It's not a BS thing. It's more convincing when it's true. Mm -hmm. But then also doing extra things. So they might share sensitive information that they become privy to either through the normal function of their job or something that's adjacent Yes. To their normal job that they can gain access to. Okay. Um, or they might just simply be performing extra work uh-huh. under the cover of their normal job, which is a plausible look at Mr. Bliss that sure. while he was truly helping solve a commu- telecommunications need that he's using GPS and stuff Do to... a little, a little extra something, yeah. something on yeah. the side. Yeah, just... Just making a quick note here. Yes. Nothing to see. Mm-hmm. Still got my pants on. Nothing yep. to be concerned about. That's right. Just being a good citizen yeah. of the U.S. So, admittedly, there isn't anything within the available stories that I've read about this that would necessarily identify him as a knock. Okay. But there also isn't anything to suggest that he wasn't. Uh-huh. Another thing to consider. Now, Russia has been a long time, very visible nemesis Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. To use a sports-related perspective, long rivalries don't often exist between teams that are wildly mismatched. Okay. And the way that this whole thing is presented is as though Russia is a bunch of inept, blundering idiots. Well, the... Media coverage does like to portray. But even back in 97. That's what I'm saying. But more recently, I think we're beginning to appreciate, oh, damn, they're not. Exactly. I'm saying, if you think back to the 90s, this is not many years after the fall of the USSR. There was so much derision toward the Soviets and towards Russia, towards Moscow. Truly, they would be, I think, our collective natural... you know, national perception of them was that they were a bunch of ding-dongs. Well, and out of pride, we wanted to claim an ultimate victory. exactly. But rest assured, the only thing that happened in the shakeup is that the true powers that be over there just 
reorganized. Oh, sure. They offered up whoever needed to be punished, and they, they moved yeah. ahead with business as usual and hand me another shot of vodka, sir. I will, happily. Okay. Um, and, and so hand in hand with that, then, you know, is, is, are, is Russia so stupid that they're going to risk an international incident by snagging this guy up? If they're not pretty dang sure about his covert intentions. That's a very good question. So another consideration still. One of the write-ups, only one, and I read a lot. I honestly neglected my professional duties today and my other business because I got so into this. All right. I shouldn't say that. That's not true. I didn't neglect anything. I just worked very efficiently to get done with that other stuff so I could read about this and, and dig a little bit. I love it. That is living that Enneagram yeah. 5 high life. Only one thing that I found stated that when Mr. Bliss was arrested, it was with one of his co-workers. And there is zero, to my finding, further mention anywhere of this co-worker. Mm. Anywhere. Interesting. He was arrested too. What happened there? What happened there? He didn't get returned home at Christmas. He oh. didn't. Oh, dang. We don't have any language anywhere. And this is coast to coast, but especially focused West Coast because he's San Diego mm -hmm. and they covered it a lot. Mm -hmm. It was one of their own. No mention of wow. others. Fascinating. What happened there? I don't know. Lastly, a myriad, and by myriad, again, I mean every single thing that I read, except for one source, yeah. indicated that shortly after our government told Mr. Bliss that he would not have to return to Russia again, that the charges were dismissed. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, I found a singular source that indicated as long as at least three years after the fact, because that's when they published, yeah. three years after the incident, that Moscow still showed on on records them carrying the espionage espionage charges against Mr. Bliss. Mm, mm, mm. And that ultimately his protection was just simply that there was no extradition treaty at the time between the U.S. and Russia. Fascinating. So what is the real story? Was Richard Bliss, as advertised an everyday American who was falsely accused? Or was he a CIA knock that got a little sloppy in his work and got caught up? I wait 100% say he's a knock. I'm, I would too. Now, Hundo I'm saying I would say that. I'm not saying I am saying that. No, Just no. in case yeah, libel, yeah, yeah, yeah. slander. I don't know sure, how sure, 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 that sure. works. And I don't have a Russian attorney. Yes. And I don't want to deal with all that. So I'm going to say he's innocent. And then I'm going to give you a little nod and a wink. A little wink that in Morse code spells out knock. Yes. <laughs> Do you know any Morse code? Heck no. I know SOS. Do you? Because it's dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. Okay. Well, I guess then I can it's know pretty that. straightforward. Yes. You'll remember that from now on. Yes. I could maybe even wink it with my eyes. Probably. Or blink it if you were under duress on one of our recordings. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start practicing. Okay. For that very reason. Perfect. Well, you had a story. I got a story. Mm-hmm. So let's... yours is better. I loved mine, but I think yours is better. Well, we'll we'll let the listener you have, decide. It's actually you have a story that grows into a story. It's a story within a story. Yeah, it's inception. It's a circle and a spiral and a wheel within a wheel. Dang! 
Even I didn't know that. That's a Muppets song, I believe. Okay. Well, in 2002. I'm not kidding. I think Gonzo sang it. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Look it up, okay? All right. I'm not lying. Save it for world. Come Save on it. out. Save it for the after party. Yes. Now, in 2002, today marks the anniversary of the largest identity theft operation ever investigated and prosecuted. Yes, which indicates to me specific language yes. often indicates that there's something specifically that's being dodged. Mm -hmm. And so my suspicion, my insistence then would be that there are bigger and larger, have been ongoing operations going on. They just have not been investigated and prosecuted. Right, 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 right. Yes. Okay, so 2002, again, this is the context for where we are. A gentleman named Philip Cummings was a help desk employee with a company that provided special software to financial institutions that allowed them to download consumer credit reports from the three major commercial credit reporting agencies. Now, Innocent, right? Innocent yeah. enough. Sure, he's just a help desk employee. Yeah. He's, he's like just, not even very high up on the he's run. He's literally the just helping you from yes. a desk. Exactly. And it says help on the front. Help, yes. And he has a name tag that says, hello, my name is, is Richard Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Well... What was his name? I brought Philip. I'm sorry, Philip Montoya. I knew I was grabbing Richard from the prior story, but I couldn't <laughs> stop. Getting a little muddy. Uh, so for Philip, this gave him access to codes and passwords of the institutions who purchased and used the software. Seems seems like a, a breach, but seems let's roll with it. Seems like that's not what you want to give your yeah. help desk employee, yeah. but they did. Hey, who's the lowest ranked asshole in here? Take this private information. <laughs> That's how corporate America works. <laughs> that right? is how corporate America That's works. That's how I run my business. Yes. I regularly holler out at passersby on the street from my office window. Hey, come here. I need help remembering this password. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's highly as inadvisable as it may be. He did have access to that. And it ultimately allowed him to download credit reports on any of their clients. Yeah. Whenever he desired. That's massive. That's massive. Take a minute to really marinate in that. Well, while you're marinating, get ready, buckle up, because this is where yeah. it gets super interesting. Yep. Yeah. He's approached by a ring of, I kid you not, yes. Nigerian nationals. They didn't say if it was via email. If they'd said <laughs> it that. It was probably via email. Oh, it has to be. Yes. 
It has how to else, be. How else can you even meet a Nigerian, especially a Nigerian prince? This just and, yes. But... Or someone who is related to the royal family, who yes. is in charge of things. I know. Yeah. We'll give you our passcode if you'll give us yours. I know. It, poor Philip is 2002. He didn't know. He didn't know. He None had of us no. Knew there yet. was no. There was no preceding events. Exactly, exactly. He's about to become a preceding event. So uh, this ring of Nigerian nationals offered to pay for this information that he has access to. Now, Philip was quite the entrepreneur. He may have yeah. been working that help desk, but he was an yeah. entrepreneur at heart. Why don't I deserve what the, the bank press got? I got to get me. I got to take care of me and mine. Yep. <laughs> So he continues even after two years after he left, the company he was working for continued to supply this. They keep the passwords. Yeah, and of course. And thankfully, like, everyone's so responsible that they say, update them every month. Yeah, thankfully, it was mostly people like me who have used the same password yes. for every account. The password college. is password. <laughs> Well, thousands of savings accounts were looted. Yes. Fraudulent charges were wrapped up on credit cards, I tell you. Addresses on bank accounts were changed so that new credit cards, checks, and ATM cards could be mailed directly to the thieves. Did any bank go, question mark, you live in Nigeria now. When did you move to Nigeria? Paul, what are you doing in Nigeria? It's not safe there. Didn't you know the kings are getting taken and the princes taken down left and right? It's true. I'm rescuing three right now <laughs> for a small fee. <laughs> well, all in all, there were over 30,000 victims across the U.S. and Canada of millions. Yeah, that's of right, dollars. Canadians. Don't act like you're better than us. You got duped as well. <laughs> millions of dollars in losses. So... I want you all to rest assured, if you've ever been a victim of identity theft, do not beat yourself up. Yes, cue the whatever noises are necessary to indicate story transition. Transition time. It's a crime, you guys. It's been impacting the good people of the world for not just decades, but no, centuries. Centuries. And honestly, probably millennia, but all I could claim was centuries because that's the story we're telling. Come with me on a little journey to the mid-1500s. So we're talking 16th century. We're in France. Yes. Okay. A French peasant. He's named... poor. He's a peasant. Oh, well, I think that that's self-evident. I just but... want to make sure that's known. Okay. A poor French peasant named Martin Guerre. Guerre? I don't know. Now you're Guerre. doing the thing that I've condemned in the past. You're trying, <laughs> you're trying to be French. Just crank out the mispronounced thing. Martin Gere married a woman named Bertrand. Bertrand? Who was the daughter of a well-to-do family. Now, she's rich. He's poor. Oh, she's well-to-do. Yeah. Forget yeah. rich. She's well-to-do. Yeah. That's like, oh, this isn't new money. No, no. This is old money. Mm -hmm. Eight years into the marriage with a newborn... In the year 1548, so we're like smack dab in the middle of the 16th century. Yes. Martin was accused of stealing grain from his own father. Damn you, son. He fled town and his family, abandoned his family. That's evidently it was pretty severe to steal grain from your dad. I guess so. I mean, they used to hang horse thieves in yeah, our own country. That's true. So. Do not be trying to steal grain. Don't from be your stealing grain. If it is, if you find yourself in. 1548, 
to 15, well, probably on a ways afterwards. Let's just say 16th century France. Yes. Let's cover the whole gambit. Don't steal grain. Do not do it. Well, here's what happens. Eight years later, 1556, a man walked into town right up to Bertrand, claiming to be her husband and the father of their child. Yes. Now, Bertrand was overcome with joy, as were Martin's four sisters. So time goes on. Time passes as it does. Three years, two more children. Only one survived. It was a rough time. Lots of children. I bring that up because if anybody goes to read about this, they'll see one more. It Ah. takes extra research to find out. Actually, two were born. One survived. Okay. Well, the plot thickens because during his prior absence, Martin's father had passed away. Now, not uncommon at the time, Martin's paternal uncle, which is to say his father's brother. Yes. Pierre had married his mother, the widow. Yes. Martin's Pierre didn't marry his own mother. No, no, no. He married Martin's his mother. brother's wife, Martin's mother. Yes. It ain't Arkansas, it's France. Yes. Although, hey, do as you do, whatever. Martin decided to sue his uncle for part of the inheritance. Not all of it. Just part of it. Just want my fair share. I want my fair share. I got to take care of me and mine. I got, I got another kid. I had two, got one. Plus the other one that was eight when I came home. Yeah, exactly. Now, this really sticks in the craw of old Pierre. Yep. He gets super suspicious. Some some might say his ass was chapped. Oh, they might. He decides that Martin is what the kids today call sus. Yeah. Or an imposter. I would like... Imposter. Imposter. The twins <laughs> are so into Among Us, which is centered on the idea that there's an imposter and people are sus. Yes. Well, this is a theme across eons of literature. Invasions of the, invasion of the body snatchers. Right. And on and on. This is a big deal. Yes. Well, so Pierre and his wife tried to convince Bertrand that this man was, in fact, an imposter. And they were not even playing Among Us yet. That's right. Now, conveniently during this time, a soldier passes through town offering that he knew the real Martin. Yes. And this man ain't him. That's right. How did he know? Uh, Well, the real Martin, according to this soldier just passing through, had lost a leg in the war. There was a war in that region at that time. It's the Middle Ages. Lots of war. Yeah. And this man... Standing before him, plainly had both of his natural legs. Can't be Martin. Two legs, two legs bad, one leg good. <laughs> Little George Orwell reference yeah, for you. There we go. Pierre and other family members attacked, literally, not verbally attacked right. the new Martin. No, no, no. They got a club and yep. just started beating up on it. I don't know if there was just the one club or if they all had a club. <laughs> that wasn't made clear. Okay. I could, I more appreciate the idea that there's a line of people waiting to we use the one club. club. Yeah. Well, they didn't get very far because Bertrand intervened. I wish it had expounded more on this to say how, in fact, she yeah. intervened. I know. Did she come in with a bigger club? I don't know. know. But she she caused it to cease and desist. Right. So a little bit later, 1559, the villagers accuse Martin of both not just being an imposter, but also arson. Yeah. Those feel both inspired and random at the same time. Then they started saying, I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Yeah. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) For trance... Stayed by his side, okay? He was acquitted the following year, but Pierre, no, 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 no. He could not let it rest. 
After some investigation of his own, he insisted that this Martin is an imposter. He's a shady fellow. Shady indeed. From a neighboring village called Till, whose name was Arnaud. Yes. You can't, can't trust an Arnaud. You can't trust an Arnaud, especially not from Till. That's right. Because of the prior acquittal, a new court case could only be brought by the wronged wife, Bertrand, who had absolutely no intention of doing right. so. This is like their version of double jeopardy. Okay, yes. And she's absolutely uninterested. She believes this is Martin, her husband. They've had some more kids. She's not interested. Yeah. Well, not to be deterred. Here, filed a suit, even though apparently he couldn't. I mean, he's well, like, I'm going to file a suit. But he did. Mm -hmm. Oh, but he was falsely acting yes in her name yes come because, on now again we're in an era where women probably not fully allowed to speak for themselves he he took the gratuitous approach of speaking for her and Just it was accepted one more reason to smash the patriarchy or to smash the french <laughs> he then managed to pressure bertrand into supporting this new charge she even conceded to testify against him who knows, who knows the pressures? We'll who touch knows? on that later. The plot thickens again. It's getting real thick in here. Oh, it's, there's so many thickenings of the plot. It's yeah. like a bad soup. Yeah. Well, both Bertrand and the accused independently related an identical story about their intimate life. I put air quotes yes. around that with my voice. Again, intimate no details. Life. I was getting really... I, I had to take my sweatshirt off. It was Ooh, getting hot and bothered. Lordy, yes. But I couldn't find any details. Okay. Well, it was from before... The year 1548, which... No, I, no, 1948. 1948. I, I thought we were in the 1500s. Did they time um, travel? No, I'm sorry. You were right. I mistyped. Rewind, edit, pretend it happened. 1548? Okay. From before 1548, then that was the year of Martin's desertion. Yes, yes, yes. So the accused then challenged Bertrand. The accused being... The, the supposed imposter. Either fake or real Martin. <laughs> I know, it's so confusing now. The accused imposter, Martin, challenged Bertrand. If she would just swear that he was not her husband, he would gladly be executed. This like, feels so French to me. Yes. So romantic to say, yeah. if, hey, if you're not going to have me, I don't want to live. Exactly. That's I will die for you. Regularly what I whisper underneath the door crack while you're recording. <laughs> Though, plainly, you've either never heard it or you have hoped that I would carry through with the not wanting to live part. No, I just pay my editor a little extra to edit that out. Okay. Well, I'm going to start doing it louder so he earns his money. <laughs> well, Bertrand decided to remain silent. In the court proceedings that, that follow this, over 150 witnesses testified. This is big. Keep in mind now, we're talking about village-sized yeah, clusters. Yeah. A little charming French village. Basically everyone. Everybody has to come testify yes. at court. The court ultimately convicted the... Here, take this password to my secret bank account and then come testify. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Where are we? Um, the court ultimately convicted this second Martin, yes. the accused Martin, sentenced him to Martin death. the accused. Martin the accused. To death by beheading the condemned man immediately filed an appeal and counter charges, by the way. Good for him. Because yes. he's got to get those lawyer yep. fees back. you got to escalate. That's right. Pierre and Bertrand were arrested, both of them, on charges of false accusation. And in the case of Pierre, soliciting perjury. Like, it just keeps going and going. It's, hey, go big, go bigger. This is like Greek myth 
reinvented for the French in the 16th century. Indeed, indeed. After undergoing detailed questioning of, about his past, with all of his answers double-checked, no contradictions found, the judges were convinced that the condemned man, the one that was accused of being an imposter, was actually truly Martin. Yes. Well, get ready, pull out your orchestral music, because cue a dramatic musical score out of nowhere, supposedly out yeah. of nowhere, Around this time appears a man with, guess what, you guys, a wooden leg. It was Chekhov's wooden leg. That's right. That's right. You saw it in scene one. Here it is. Here it is. Claiming to be the true Martin. Now, when he was questioned about his past, he got a lot of those questions, the answers to the questions wrong. Yep. The same ones that the accused Martin had answered correctly. Yep. Nonetheless, Pierre Bertrand... And Martin's four sisters all agreed that this newly arrived man, the one with the wooden leg, was the true Martin. The imposter who maintained his innocence was convicted and sentenced to death for adultery and fraud. Yes. Now, supposedly, or if you're Joey Tribbiani, supposedly. Yes, I like that version. In the days leading up to his execution, the man confessed and apologized to all parties, saying that he was an imposter all along. Who knows? Somebody here was a victim of identity theft in France in the mid-1500s. Yes. We're just not sure who it was. Who indeed. My goodness. Maybe both. Maybe, Maybe there's a, a third Martin. Ooh. Maybe there's a third. Maybe Martin died and they were, they were all imposters. Or maybe Bertrand was a real unpleasant person to deal with. And the real Martin was like, I'm just going to go start over. Maybe so. You boys like Mexico? Yes, there we go. Tie it all in. Yes. Trending, kind of. This actually happened last week. Yeah. A group from the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources was dispatched to count sheep, which sounds really weird, but it probably it's not. they do in Utah. Yeah, probably. Just for fun. Yeah, not to who lives there. It doesn't sound weird. Yeah. This has something to do with monitoring the herds of bighorn sheep. And I would assume, possibly incorrectly, but I would assume that since that is something that's legally hunted at times, but controlled, that they do monitor populations and stuff. Okay. So fair enough. They're on a, on a legitimate, heavy air quotes, mission. Okay. Well, while they are flying over some very remote areas because everyone knows the bighorn sheep prefer the remote areas. That's how they get to be in such big herds. That's right. One of the crew spots something shiny sticking up out of the ground. Um, I can only imagine, I didn't see it stated explicitly, I can only imagine they're in a helicopter. Yeah. And that there's two guys in the front and then this third Lesser, but still included in the trip guy in the back. Everybody's wearing headsets because of the sound of the chopper blades. And he's like, hey, wait, turn around. And they reluctantly do. They're like, okay. It's like catering to the, the lesser intellect in the group. Mm. Though in reality, it was probably the greater intellect if he was the scientist. But in any event, they turn around. They go back. They see it. They land. They, mm, loose air quotes, hike over to it. It's not on smooth terrain. Um, I've watched the video. Oh. I've watched the video. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. They they get there. It is a, their estimate, 10 to 12 foot tall metal obelisk. Oh my. Obelisk is such a 
that word just sends shudders. Obelisk a, is never something innocent. No, it's always spooky and supernatural. For, uh, foreign in terms of alien. I was going to say from outer space. Yeah, not just from France or Russia. No, and it wasn't even D.B. Cooper's long it was, abandoned yeah, cabin in the woods. It was not Cooper's obelisk. No. That's located elsewhere. Yes. They are quoted, they being the, uh, scroll back up in the notes, the, it was either the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources or a public safety group was quoted as saying, the exact location of the installation is not being disclosed since it is in a very remote area. And if individuals were to attempt to visit the area, there's a significant possibility they may become stranded and require rescue. Hmm. So this is all, this feels like an uh, below average intellect trying to encourage people and convince them that there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. But if this area is so hard to get to, how in the world, well, what does a 10 to 12 foot metal obelisk get there and be erected? I think we all know. I think we all know. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the fact is that it being so casually brushed off only makes it more suspicious. I mean, there's one answer here. There is one answer. And it's aliens. Nope. Here's the one answer, and it comes from someone at the Daily Beast who wrote, Given the way 2020 has been going, maybe just leave it the hell alone for now. And that may be the best advice all of us can take moving ahead <laughs> across many fronts in I'm our not, lives. I'm not disagreeing with that writer from the Daily Beast, but this is clearly obviously something from it's, an extraterrestrial. It's something. It's something. How else can you explain it? Well. Or, or I guess, no, I don't know. I, I'm going with aliens. Okay. I'm not disagreeing. Okay. But I'm also not ruling out that maybe... With the, the lack of attention since 1997-ish that Richard Bliss has been oh. like, hey, bro, I'm ready to be back in the limelight. I took a, a night course at a junior college to learn how to make an obelisk. Yeah. I've been studying maps. I read all of D.B. Cooper's happenings, and I think I know I can hijack a plane. I can skydive out of it, parachute down to the ground with obelisk in hand, yes. which I actually made someone else build for me as part of the ransom. I can install it seamlessly into the ground and then just sit by and wait for you innocent sheep counting mothers to come find it. And laugh my ass off. Laughing my ass off. Because really, All the way I'm... to not the bank because they'll just steal my identity. And they'll trace my 20s. <laughs> That's right. Whew, that was a whole lot all finally brought home. It's been a, a week or more. It has been a wild week. That we've finally gotten all this tied together. Yes. I feel okay. good now that we know. Well, if you're feeling good, how about we go ahead and whirl? It is time to whirl, which I will take from you because you continue to hate on the last portion of this. I mean, watch, I'll... read, listen, life style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I caught you hate. I don't hate I it. I caught you hate. I just say it as the compound word mm -hmm. that it is. I just say lifestyle because it's Shut one your singular gypsy mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about watching? What to watch? Well, last night in a was it post dinner conversation? I yeah. think it was was mid dessert conversation mm -hmm. with our two daughters who are. 
15 and 13. So let me check, yes. I referenced something from The Matrix, the movie, the 1999 movie, The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And much to my... It was like met with parental like chagrin. Yeah. Blank eyes, blank, blank face, just blank, nothing yeah. there. Not even a deer in the headlights has looked yeah. more blank yeah. than they did. Yeah. And so we quickly wrapped up evening tasks and a mom, a dad, and two growing young women. Yeah, we, I mean, just to verify, they'd never seen it. They'd, they'd never seen bar- it. They barely knew what we were talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. Failure is apparent. Failure. Well, and so the four of us sandwiched. Shoulder to shoulder, sardine-like, in Sar- fact. We sardined into our bed. Into our bed, and we watched the 1999 The Matrix yeah. with the girls. They loved it. They did love it. They were into it. They were not on their phones. No. They were watching the whole time. I fell asleep. I was going to say, as... all of us were quite so wrapped, focused attention. I fell asleep, as is my custom, and yes. it was probably more enjoyable. And you I sang asleep. the song of your people. Did I snore a little bit? A gentle snore. <laughs> Okay, so go watch it. It holds up over time. It does. It's, it's a, a good great flick. story. It's a good flick. Now, if you want to read something, if you would like to read more on Martin Guerre. Well, it's more, it's, I put it in the read category, but it's so much more than a read. Well, guess what? So many stories. There mm. are, they are a plenty. Yes. You could watch a musical. There's novels. There's short stories. There's radio dramas, Hollywood adaptations, and even, even, in episode nine of The no, no. Simpsons, an episode in season nine yes. of The Simpsons, there is this story uh, inspired by Martin Gere called The Principal and the Popper. I think... I've seen that. I know exactly I that episode. I think I've seen it and I remember it and I, I never exactly, knew what they were referencing. I know exactly the episode. I mean, it's sort of like that's... Um, it's surprising to me that this was a real story because that trope of the... Uh, assumed identity mm-hmm. is really pervasive in literature and in yes. pop culture. So, well, the beyond, I mean, we picked this one identity theft example. There are hundreds over the decades. All of our, all of our uh, UK listeners are like, oh, and this one, and this one, because there have been several there with people claiming to be royalty or sure. lords or oh, yes. things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad way to go. Yeah. If, it's easier if you can find somebody to impersonate than try to grow that wealth all by yourself. Yes. I personally have been considering shaving my beard off because otherwise I've been told, I've been told that I look exactly like Mark Zuckerberg and what? I feel like I could take over his whole enterprise. Who told you that? No one. I just oh, go with it. You okay. completely ruined it. I I thought, well, listen, here's the thing. We Thanks, were, Debbie Downer. We were at a business establishment just a few hours just ago. Just a few hours ago. And somebody was making some extended commentary on your beard. Yes, they were. And so I did not, I wasn't there, but I thought maybe they were saying, you I know. I got you. I got you. You let real life facts get in the way of fantasy. I did. Okay. Fair enough. No judgment. No judgment. Okay. Um, to listen, again, if you want to refer back to something on Martin Guerre, there's plenty of things to listen to there. Okay. What if you wanted to lifestyle? And lifestyle. I referenced this at the, in industry speak, top of the show. Yes. Or in Irish industry speak, top of the show. <laughs> I can't do an Irish accent on the spot like I'm that. I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> okay. Do not make me laugh anymore. i got to pee so bad. Okay. I am wearing my not-idiot sweatshirt. Yes. 
It is beautifully enough. Amazon Good Threads mm -hmm. is the brand. It is one of the more enjoyable hoodies I've ever looks, owned. Looks real nice. It's a very quality weight. It's warm. I actually transitioned from a lesser hoodie oh, to yeah. this hoodie today yeah. because it just stayed so cold all day. It did. I noticed earlier, I was like, wow, he got out the serious yeah. hoodie. He's double hoodie in it. Yes. Yeah. We call it the idiot sweatshirt because Kyle and I are not good with cold weather. I hate cold weather. So. But proof, take, take good care of yourself. You deserve to have some nice things in the mix. And so having a not idiot sweatshirt yes. can make the unpleasantries in your life just a bit more tolerable. Hey, if you don't have an apron, can I suggest you... If you, especially if you do a lot of cooking, get an apron. Get an apron. I love my apron. Yeah. It wasn't even expensive or anything. Yeah. Although aprons are sort of like trendy right now. You can find some really cool ones on um, Etsy, but we, ours is from Amazon and it's It is absolutely a, like an industrial yeah. kitchen style. It's just a no, black, plain oh, yeah, they're from Amazon. commercial kitchen. Yeah. I feel like industrial kitchens probably more aggressive than what we have. <laughs> Commercial kitchen style. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're they're just simple. That's a that's an easy, understated way to go. Yes. My other favorite, I don't know what brand it is. It is bright red with white polka dots. Yep. And I like to for wear like it. over ten years. Yeah. I like to wear it because I feel like a little bit of a jerk when I do it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that's who I am. There we go. Hey, you want to make an announcement? I will. There will be no Thursday show. Happy as, Thanksgiving! As there typically is. Yes, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving and we hope that you are as well, or at least wearing an apron and or drinking heavily. Our international listeners are shaking an angry fist at America. Hey, there's no reason they can't celebrate a Thanksgiving over there. Huh? You don't have to be thankful for our independence, but or, or our arrival in this country, rather, and whatever other heinous things are affiliated with that, or at least claimably <laughs> so. Um, you don't you don't have to celebrate us, yeah. ultimately. You can pick your own thing to be thankful for. But we're not going to have a new show. Not having a new show Thursday. So you'll have to sort that part out on your own. But, 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 we are planning. We don't know what yet. Yeah. We don't know this what yet. This just came up just a few minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, literally this is hot off the mental presses. Yeah. Some kind of show will be up Friday and... It may be both places, since there's not a scheduled show for Sorta Awesome. Right. And normally, Awesome Today would not compete with Sorta Awesome. We may do one episode, put it up in both places. Feel free to go download it from both so we get the double count. Yes. What's the worst that could happen? But whatever you do, don't not download it from either place. <laughs> That's a real selfish move. Especially as we're in the holiday season. It's the season of giving! Yeah, give us the push play <laughs> on your podcast app, please. That, we probably ought to, it's too late now to get this into the mix, but we'll we'll organize some more something free merch-wise for Christmas. Okay. In the meantime, I have to go to the bathroom real bad. Real bad. All right, well, then in the meantime, have an awesome bathroom today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. If you are not a CIA operative, someone you know probably is. As long as the CIA is paying good cash money, it might as well be you that gets some of it. Something to think about. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.